It be too late to alter course, matey. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. Arr! I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. Well, you know what? At least your interruption was more pirate-like I know. than what you've always done in the past, so I like it. <laughs> okay, I don't really like it, but I'll accept it. Thanks for joining us for Minute 139 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. Hard to imagine, but only four episodes to go with The Curse of the Black Pearl movie. Wow. And then, of course, we'll be coming back for Dead Man's Chest one blimey minute at a time in all whatever 150-some-odd episodes that's going to be for Season 2. We'll get that under our belt as well. Of course, we've also teased some new stuff to come, and we'll reveal that next week. And when Season 2, we'll be rolling around for our daily swashbuckling adventure. You can get your pirate fix here daily for Season 2. We'll go ahead and let you know when that's coming about. And if you choose to, you can listen to Season 1 all over again. <laughs> yeah, you can go, you can get the full body shivers on some of those early episodes. Although it'll be nice to have the break for sure. We have quite the full schedule during kind of the time between seasons and when we get back to an actual daily podcast. And when I say full schedule, yeah, there's still a lot of pirate stuff that needs to be done in preparation for the season. So if you think we'll just be relaxing and drinking rum, yeah, you're probably right. But we will also be doing some work on the show for making sure that it all comes together as smoothly as Cursed Pirate possible. (laughs) Much smoother than the beginning of season one. Exactly. As part of that also gearing up period, we have a number of new reference materials thanks to my sister Stephanie who gave me a couple of books, Under the Black Flag and Pirates, Predators of the Seas. We also have a new Disney pirate anthology that covers all things Disney pirates including Pirates of the Caribbean. So that should be some good new information we can pepper the show with and I can't wait to bring some of those historically bloody tidbits to the show. Sounds like we got some reading to do. Reading to do. Reading. So thanks again, Steph, and for all those lady pirates out there who also happen to be into women's endurance sports. She runs the women's magazine Free Play, so you can check them out at freeplaymagazine.com. It's the least I could do. She gave me the books. I have to give her a plug. (laughs) Do you have any announcements, or are we just jumping into the minute today? Wow, you're actually asking me about announcements? I'm sick. It's like at the end of the show for season one, and I figured, you know what? Maybe I'll ask her finally if she has anything. That's weird. It of is course weird. I don't have any yeah, announcements see, because you never asked me before. No, of course you don't have anything because I do all the legwork and you just like get out of your limousine, you got the faux furs going, the drinks in your hand, all that kind of stuff. It's like people need to wait on you hand and foot around here. It's pretty crazy. Gotta push the paparazzi out of the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in the previous minute, a sound mixer, a playback, and a python wrangler walk into a bar. What? What's wrong? And the rest of that joke. <laughs> and because they are all in the entertainment industry, they manage to give themselves a few high fives and awards while they're at it. 
and try to come up with an equally creative job title for the mixer and the playback before closing out the tab. By the way, Heather, did you check the mail to see if we got our invitation to the podcast awards yet? We have not. Then I'm going to keep bashing awards until we finally get one. <laughs> Minute 139 begins with dubbing apprentice Joe Meon, followed by ADR voice casting Barbara Harris. We jump to sound editing and re-recording services by Buena Vista Sound Studios. And then it ends with special visual effects and an animation by Industrial Light and Magic, a division of Lucas Digital LTD, Marin County, California. Woohoo! What is going on with IMDb? I've noticed that the credits aren't necessarily jiving with what's listed on the database. This international movie database. For instance, our minute opener, Joe Meon, is listed as a dubbing apprentice in the credits on the film... But on IMDb's list of credits for the movie, it's magically changed to assistant sound editor. I think there's some post-movie hanky-panky going on. Yeah. After so many years, people start embellishing their titles for the movies. There's been like, oh, that thing has been 14 years ago. Did you have to count out the years on your fingers? Yeah, I was like, what what year was this? (laughs) Forgot what year it was. But after so many years... They start going, well, nobody's really paying attention to that. I'm just going to update my resume a bit. (laughs) And then you embellish your title and hope nobody will notice. I mean, what's better? Dubbing Apprentice, as was originally listed because we got the proof, or Assistant Sound Editor? Dubbing Apprentice. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, the second option. And that's now what's on IMDb. You never see things go back the other way. They always seem to get better. That's what leads me to believe that this isn't some random error, that there's always something that somebody contacts them. No, you have it wrong. I wasn't an apprentice. I was the assistant sound editor. Really, Joe? Really? You do the same thing. That's exactly what I was going to say, because there are other instances of this going on on IMDb, and what the hell, I would definitely do the same thing if possible. Yeah. Because I think you You can just contact them. You have done the same thing. How dare you? Yeah, I have, because rules... They're more like guidelines. (laughs) You know? You just do what you got to do. Yes. And then it works out. And then you go, that's right. Exactly. And then it becomes written in stone. And pretty much you forget what happened. And you start believing your own lies. And then you realize, wait a second. I am living a lie. Wait, come to think of it. I don't even know if my name's Scott anymore. I think I just picked that up one day. (laughs) It's possible. I was all set to make some jokes at the expense of our drapery foreman. Until I did a little digging into what they actually do on a film set. It basically put me in my place. (laughs) And I was a little sad about that. I was like, I gotta really make fun of this guy. The drapery guy? Drapery foreman? Well, it's not just draperies, but they oversee the production and installation of all curtains, carpets, blinds, and upholstered furniture. Everything that's used to dress the sets, as well as any fabric interiors of vehicles and boats. And anything else that you might think of that has some kind of soft cloth aspect to it. Wow. Pretty interesting. Yeah. That's what I thought. And I was going to make fun of this guy, the drapery (laughs) foreman. Just like, I got the drapes. (laughs) He's like, we haven't had a good movie since Gone with the Wind when she took those drapes and made a dress. (laughs) That was our heyday as a drapery foreman. That was it. And it's been all downhill since then. That's what I thought. But I was wrong. Now they're doing all kinds of stuff. So I stood corrected. And really the, what, 1933? Is that Gone with the Wind? Somewhere in that neighborhood? You're asking the wrong person. You bet your ass I'm asking the wrong person. I'm just going to take a wild stab. I think it was somewhere around that time. 1931, now I'm thinking to myself. 1933 just rings a bell for some reason, but it could be wrong. But I thought that was surely the heyday of drapery foremen. Mm-hmm. 
but it wasn't. So sometimes you learn things every once in a while. Even a genius like me can learn something every once in a while. I was wondering what the greens foreman did. Yeah, oh, I got stuff on that. Oh, I do too. I thought he was just worked with green colored things or <laughs> well, just grass. No, I'm of just, course you did. I didn't that, know what no. he did. I, would, I was clueless. Of course you were I clueless. I assumed it had to do with grass, but I didn't know. Just grass? Just grass. But what? He, hey, are what? you just jumping in before I, I finish this stuff? I mean, what the hell is going on there? You can't just call pirate. You're so obsessed with the green man that... You're not done with the drapes guy? Yeah, I'm not done because there is actually an alternate name, a more impressive title than drapery foreman. What? But it's Was not it as on cool. his IBDM? Arr! You can't even get that right. <laughs> I am, See? Now I'm going to put a pirate yell in there. I am... Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> but it's not as cool as Python Wrangler, but Drapes Master. Drapes. I am the Drapes Master. Of course you are. And this is what put me in my place. And then I decided to leave the Drapes Master alone. The audience should be unaware. And because I found some information on it, that's why I'm going to... Read you this little paragraph that put me okay. in my place. The audience should be aware that the plush leather seat of the state-of-the-art sports car and the hero's silk handkerchief are not genuine articles, but clever copies. They are painstakingly designed and made by the team of highly skilled drapesmen whose work is organized by the drapes master. I stand corrected, officially. Especially when on big-budget films, drape masters may supervise six or seven of these drapesmen. Really? Yeah, it's a huge team. It's crazy. So that's all I have to say. I know you're not impressed with Drapes Master. I was. Very impressive. More than I thought it was. That's exactly what I'm I, saying. I was going, what, what? how many curtains were in this? Or drapes were in this Lots movie? Lots of things. I wonder if he dealt with the sales too. Oh. Especially because we're not talking like on the intersection. I found the sales master actually. There's no sales master. <laughs> that's me, the sales master. Yeah. But the Black Pearl was on a barge, and they needed a bunch of the torn sails. Yeah. I'm not talking like interceptor sails. It was actually the Lady Washington kind of thing. But the actual set and the barge, yeah. he probably was in charge of that kind probably. of stuff. But this goes for the same as the Greens Foreman for me. I mean, I expected this one to be a bit more of a full-time job. And so I wasn't surprised like I was with the Drapes Master General here. But it sounds like you were surprised because you thought this guy was just cutting lawn. I really know what he did yeah that's right you didn't you thought where well, i didn't see any lawns what was he cutting yeah <laughs> well you were so eager and hot and bothered let's see what you got he was in charge of procuring and arranging all the necessary plants for every scene that's a lot of plants that was riveting information but guess what i'll expand <laughs> on it a bit because i'm the drapes master and you're actually the, the captain of the ship here. and the greens foreman master as you might expect, the Greens Foreman is a specific type of set designer who handles anything that grows and needs to be on set. And this is, like Heather said, trees, shrubs, flowers, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes this can be a fairly easy task, especially if you find a location that meets all your needs. On a ship? Not on a ship. Yeah. He's just sitting back, kicking there, drinking <laughs> rum like, I did my job for the day. On petite tabac and stuff. There's already palm trees. They didn't need to yeah. bring in a bunch of foliage and stuff. But sometimes... It can be tricky, like when you need a winter wonderland created in the middle of the summer. Mm. Like the winter scene we have here, which is evident by the blazing heat weight that sends Elizabeth cliff diving and then the subsequent need for a bed warmer. <laughs> He's like, we got to bring in some winter plants on this Caribbean island. And then we probably have the coolest job on the crawl this minute, and that just might be the armorer. 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 
Harry Lou was the licensed armorer on the set of the Curse of the Black Pearl. All movies have to have a licensed armorer when weapons and firearms are used. Oh, really? Licensed. You actually have wow. to be licensed for this. They can't just have any yahoo going around blasting cannons and stuff. Huh. And that's to meet all the legal requirements. Armorers analyze the script, working with the producer, director, properties master, all these other guys to really put together a list of weapons that they're going to need for the shoot. They also make arrangements with local governments and police when weapons are to be fired, set up safety procedures, and all that kind of good stuff. Huh. You have to alert the police. You can't just be firing off cannons and having a bunch of gunshots. You can't? Police are showing up. What the hell is going on here? I'm just having a small battle, sir. <laughs> They're rolling in the SWAT because they're hearing cannons blasting. That's not good stuff. <laughs> Harry himself has been involved in more than 60 movies, including coming back for At World's End and the Pirates of the Caribbean short Wedlock. And we'll pretty much skip the rest of his resume because I notice sometimes he is credited as Weapons Master. Of now that's the is. cool job for a movie. I'm the Weapons Master now. <laughs> I'm just, there's all these like cool names. Why do you? I think you just like master. No, this is real. I'm not I making know, this I up. I know, but I think you just like master. Well, <laughs> when you're Jedi master as myself, you want uh -huh. the respect and you demand it. In fact, I might just have weapons master printed on the back of my Python Wrangler business card. That way it has both. I can show both there sides. There you go. This is what I am today. Yeah, I'm both. I'm the weapons master and a Python Wrangler. But why not have these in the credits? Weapons Master, Python Wrangler. Why go Cableman? Maybe they didn't do that 14 years ago. I don't know. Are you sure? No. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm just thinking, if you have any say, try and push the Master if you can. <laughs> or the Wrangler. It's much better than Cableman, Playback, Greens Foreman, Drapery Foreman. You know, Greens go with Master. Drapery's Masters and Greens Foremans and Masters and whatever else it is. That's all my suggestion is. I got one. What? Paint gang boss. Paint gang or boss. Or plaster gang boss. Oh, they're both in here, huh? Yes. So what the hell is this then? Did you know what it is? Did you look it up or no? Yes, I did. So. Because I know what it is. See. So there was this paint gang. You see the boss being Jeff Zuckerman, you see. And there was a plaster gang, you see. With the boss being D'Amico Cortez Jr. What are you, Edward G. Robinson? You're an Edward G. Robinson wannabe. <laughs> They're basically project managers of painting and plastering. Arr! That's where you take us after you lead us up with some <laughs> yeah. film noir Edward G. Robinson wannabe voice thing yeah, going on there? I didn't extrapolate any more on my, on my film noir. What the hell? You set us up and that's it? But what is this? Seriously, this is like some perverted version of West Side Story. The painters are doing their thing. <laughs> the paint from the paint gang. Getting the set ready to roll. The nope. plaster gang shuffles in. The plaster gang would have to go first because the paint gang's got to go after. Are you messing up my bit? Walk the plank. You're messing up my bit. What the hell? You did it out of order. No, I didn't. The painter's got to paint after the plaster. I got this bit in my head. <laughs> Based on paint and gangs, like I was saying, because the painters are there, the plaster gang shuffles in. What's going on here? We ain't done plastering. Are you happy you interrupted now? If you just <laughs> waited a second. Why aren't you doing it in my gang voice? Because I'm not Edward G. Robinson. I leave that to the master. The G master. Yeah, move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to move on on that one. Now you guys get to your paint and skedaddle. Johnny says this isn't the first time you've crossed in our turf. Then they start snapping their fingers. 
throwing out some dance moves. Hey, let's take this fight to the nearest rooftop and throw down some lyrics while we walk in circles around each other, snapping our fingers. <laughs> Paint gangs, plaster gangs, West Side Story. <laughs> Curse of the Black Pearl style. So you see, you just jumped right in. Yes, see? And you destroyed it. I had this all set up when you mentioned paint gang and plaster gangs, and then you just go and uh, you pirated it. Well, I thought you were doing it wrong. You know what you did? You shrewded that. You shrewded my bit. <laughs> Maybe I did, see? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also looked into studio teacher. I was wondering who studio teacher was actually teaching. Got anything? Studio teacher. Is it an acting teacher? Nope. Is it somebody who, I have no idea what it is. Teacher for the minors. Seriously. Anybody under the age oh, of 18. Yeah. So they have to Because California law. Because you have to have a school session or something like that? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So any any kids that were on set, the school teacher was there oh, to teach them. Oh, come on. There's horses going on there, right? Are they really doing anything productive there? I have no clue. Like, I'm in this movie. It's going to be wrapping up. Why are we doing this? <laughs> come on. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. You think that they could set that up some other way than have to have them there? Yeah. You're on the set. You want to watch the movie. This is could be your once in a lifetime opportunity to do this. And you got to go to the class. I mean, that's just ridiculous. For one thing, the kids weren't like a huge part of the movie. They were all bit parts. Yeah. And so you'd think they wouldn't need a teacher there because there are such bit parts that it wouldn't require a whole lot of... I just don't see Time. that. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy talk. I also looked up craft service. So they're the department that provides food, service, and beverages to other departments or crafts. They provide the food that's always available. You know, the buffet. Yeah. You've seen it on different television or movies. I've um, seen it when I've been on set. Bewitched has it on there. They showed on Bewitched. That's true. The movie. Crafts in the field world refer to departments such as camera, sound, electricians, grips, props, all the different departments, art director, set uh, decorator, special effects, hair and makeup, and backgrounds. Wow. So it wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. It was was actually all the little other diddle, other diddle, other little departments throughout. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't know what crafts service was. I just don't know why that they have to be credited in the movie. You're delivering the food to the other departments. I mean, come on. It's gotten a little out of hand here. They have the caterer on there. What are you talking about? I don't know what's going on. That's just weird. Why would you have the caterer on there? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) Where's my credit in the movie? There were 32 drivers listed on that list. Yeah, that's crazy. 32 of them. A lot of people that need shuffling around. Why do you list drivers? That's a good question. Why are some of these things listed on there? I have no clue. I have no clue. It's like everybody that was had a little tiny involvement in the movie had to be yeah, that's listed. Yeah. You can look back in that's the old days. That's why we're here for eight minutes or so. You can look credits. back in the old days and credits were very short. And it you was would just know. the main stuff. Yeah, I would know because I'm cultured. <laughs> that's exactly that's what you That's not where I was it. going with How that. How dare you? I said I was cultured. <laughs> One thing I was curious about was this list of assistants for the stars of the movie, mainly being Depp, Rush, and Bloom. Not was, Bruckheimer's? I didn't look into Bruckheimer's. She had like six of them. I know. I didn't care, though. Oh, okay. But I was wondering if these people are just assigned to them for the film, or do they seem to have a relationship with a specific actor, and then follow them around from one movie to the other? Maybe these assistants are on the actor's payroll, 
And then they get their expense reimbursement on the set. I didn't really look that up, but that was my hypothesis right now. So you're throwing a hypothesis out? Yeah, I'm throwing a hypothesis out. No, I didn't. But I did take a stab at Christy Dembrowski, and she's credited as the executive assistant to Mr. Depp. And sure enough, she's been with Depp since 1995, and this actually went up until 2016, where she served as his executive assistant on Ellis Through the Looking Glass. All told, 22 Depp films. She was his assistant or executive assistant. So she seems to have her hand also in producing, and surprisingly, some mainstream films, which I wouldn't expect for an executive assistant she's to be a producer. She's around it all the time. Huh? She's around it all the time. Yeah, but as a producer. But those films include a couple of Depp films like Mordecai, Dark Shadows, and The Rum Diary. And then an executive producer on Hugo. So it's huh. interesting and crazy. At least it kind of boggled my mind. Sounds like he's like a good business partner or something. Yes. Giving her some breaks or taking the ropes and showing her what's going on. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. As for Orlando Bloom's and Jeffrey Rush's assistants, one was just a random assignment that looked like an... For Rush, his assistant appeared with him on two films prior to Curse of the Black Pearl and then seems to have disappeared from the movie business. Huh. So given the growing show we have here, I was thinking I could give you a shot at being my personal assistant. I know. If all goes well in a year or two, I might even promote you to executive assistant. You know, Froggy may want that position. Or, Or if it's not so good, I might need to pick up a new assistant at some point. I'll give you a 50-50 shot. At actually getting a promotion and being able to stay on. No. Froggy would definitely do a better job. I think I need an assistant. And you would be the perfect one to be my assistant. That's like asking the master to be an assistant. The Jedi master to the apprentice. And that just doesn't happen. As a master, you're just a mere apprentice. And it doesn't work. Yesterday, we presented Disney's 18 most important quotes from Pirates of the Caribbean. as chosen by the fans. Well... The list was a little underwhelming, I should say. Considering some of the quotes as chosen by the masses were funny, okay, yeah. Classic, sure, I'll give them that. But important, important to the film, integral to the film, or film series at that point, the franchise, that's where I think we had actually some problems with it. It wasn't the list itself, it was, they're calling this important, and I didn't necessarily see all those quotes as important. And you're pretty picky on the important part. Yeah, I am picky, because you brought some, and I'm like, well, is that important? And you were like, well, I don't know what you said. You kind of looked at me like, how dare you beat me down? And I was like, well, I'm just trying to get some important quotes here. Because I was picky on that. Kind of picky. Just a little picky. Mm -hmm. With that said, let's unleash our 18 list of the most important Curse of the Black Pearl quotes as chosen by us. It's the definitive list, as I like to call it now. We're setting the bar here. Yes. For Disney from now on. And this isn't in any particular order, except for maybe the... Number one, as we count down. But the other ones aren't necessarily in order. I didn't go to that trouble to list this in order. Number 18, and this does actually have some crossover with the other list because some of those were good. Like I said, we didn't have problems with the whole list, just some of them. I'm dishonest. And a dishonest man, you can always trust to be dishonest. Honestly, it's the honest ones you want to watch out for because you can never predict when they're going to do something incredibly stupid. And this was Will's moment to catch a clue from Jack that he's going to start the fracas here. Put the plan in motion. And that's why I think it was important to the movie. It also speaks to just Jack himself and Will and their characters. So that's why I chose it. Or we chose it. Mm -hmm. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Number 17. The code is more of what you'd call guidelines and actual rules. Hector Barbosa, do we really need to get into why that's important for the movie? Well, it's throughout the movie for one thing. There you go. Throughout the movie. Enough said, right? 
We've talked about that throughout the whole show. And it made Gibbs show. come back for Jack. Oh, so you do want to talk about it. You know, I see. I got gotcha. you. Okay, go for it. Okay. What else you got? That was it. That's it? I just yeah. set you up for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so it is important. It's also yes. a catchphrase and all that kind of good stuff. You are without a doubt the worst pirate I have ever heard of from Norrington. Or, and you can also maybe include, but you have heard of me from Jack if you wanted to do that too. You can combine those. But I think that talks a lot about the underestimation that everybody has of Jack Sparrow. And then also Jack's drive to have people hear of him and his kind of ego and to go down in history as a legend, a pirate legend. Number yes. 15, You Cheated by Will Turner. And then Jack pirate. comes up, Pirate. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I think that sets the tone for the movie too. Well, uh, yeah. Pirate is a good excuse for all kinds of things. Well, yeah. And it, it, says, it shows you what type of person Will is and what type of person Jack is. And what type in the of beginning person of the Will movie. will become. Right. Even though he'll be an honorable person, he still kind of does something that's a... Well, I guess we could talk about it. We're not in non-spoiler zone since we've actually yeah. crossed it, though, now. Is that he becomes that good man pirate, but he does something that is kind of pirate-like, which is break Jack out of the gallows. Yeah. Not all treasure is silver and gold, mate. That's Jack Sparrow. And that's, of course, important because this talks about everybody's different treasures in this movie that we've talked about. Jack wasn't about the actual physical gold and silver. He was about the black pearl. That was his treasure. His freedom is what that was, his yeah. real treasure. Will was Elizabeth. Elizabeth was a pirate and pirate adventure and Will. So there's all kinds of things. And Barbosa's treasure was getting kind of that humanity back and being able to feel and have that yeah. ego, all that kind of good stuff. Number 13, you forgot one very important thing, mate. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. I think this gets back to something we just mentioned in the num other one, which is kind of Jack's ability to escape with the help of somebody else, always with the help of somebody else. But it's also talking about people underestimating Jack all the time. Yeah. And underestimating Captain Jack Sparrow, and you shouldn't do that. Barbosa comes up for number 12. The moonlight shows us for what we really are. That whole, this is the manifestation of greed. This is what greed does to you. Yes. Kind of the dichotomy of sunlight, they're normal, moonlight. They're disgusting skeleton pirates. And then the sunlight, they're just unhygienic, normal pirates. <laughs> Number 11, parlay. Said about all kinds of people say that one. Yeah. But I think that's just definitely a running one that starts the whole freaking movie going. Freaking again? Yeah, I dropped a freaking. So what now, Jack Sparrow? Are we to be two immortals locked in an epic battle until Judgment Day and trumpets sound? That was a Barbosa line when they're yeah. fighting. Oh, do we really need to get into that? We nope. talked a lot about that and yeah. that symbolism and stuff like that. So you have to go back and talk and listen to the other episodes. But there's a lot of kind of crazy symbology there and Judgment Day and all that kind of fun stuff that we did. Number nine, Will Turner, I die for her. I think that's a good one. That also just tells you a lot about Will and yeah. the links he's going to go to in the movie, which sets Jack on his adventure and to go get the Black Pearl. So that's definitely important. And Will's undying love for Elizabeth. He'll do anything for her. Yep. Number eight, I am Will Turner, the yeah. son of William Turner. His blood runs in my veins. Of course. <laughs> That's important. That tells Barbosa who he is. Tells the whole crew. And it screwed up Jack's plan and got him marooned on that yeah. Runner's Isle. Dane you, Will Turner. Number seven, the only rules that really matter are these. What a man can do and what a man can't do. For instance, you can accept that your father was a pirate and a good man or you can't. But pirate is in your blood, boy, so you'll have to square with that someday. And he does square with that at the end of the movie, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But I think that talks a lot about Jack, gives Will some advice, and all that kind of good stuff. 
Number six, you've seen a ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned and captained by a man so evil that hell itself spat him back out. Ah, thank you, Mulroy, for bringing me that gem. (laughs) I just love that one. And I think I include it on this list of important ones because it's the legend. The whole movie is about this legend of this cursed Aztec gold and these cursed pirates. And this small one-liner gives you everything you need to know about that practically. And it starts off our storytelling. That's right. It starts off the storytelling. Well, the storytelling for the movie. There has been other storytelling that's kind of gone on. Or maybe not, actually. I'd have to think about that. That may have been the first real story that gets passed along. Because then other subsequent stories happen. Because there's a lot of storytelling in the movie. But this one may be the one that really starts it off. Yeah. Which I think it does, actually. There's no stories before that. Okay, there's no stories before that. (laughs) Number five. This is the day you will always remember as the day you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. And of course, catchphrase, Jack Sparrow saying it, Jack Sparrow's drive to have that legend and perpetuate yeah. his legend, and to shame all those who are underestimating him. He's always getting back at him. Ten years, you've carried that pistol, and now you waste your shot. Barbosa at the end, Treasure Cave. Yeah. I think that's an important one for sure, because it gets back to that revenge setting. Barbosa doesn't get what just happened, and then he figures out the shot really did connect. It may not have killed him right at that instant, but it was the shot that killed Barbosa when Will drops the medallion and he's unable to get back into the moonlight and then heal himself. Yeah. Number three. No, he's a pirate. Elizabeth Swan. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. That's Will's transformation. And, and it, Elizabeth is admitting to her father who she's really in love with. Yeah. She gets her pirate dream. Dream boat. <laughs> Aw. Number two. Even a good decision if made for the wrong reasons can be a wrong decision. Ah, Governor Swan, sitting outside talking to... Nobody. Nobody, through the captain's door. Some good advice to give to yourself there, Mr. Swan. But I think that comes back at the very end as well, with Governor Swan. Yeah. You know, this is, is this the right decision? You know, he's a blacksmith kind of deal. And the number one on our top 18 definitive list of important quotes from Curse of the Black Pearl, putting the other one to shame by Disney... Why is the rum gone? Because we all want to know, why is the rum gone? (laughs) Exactly. That's the big question. It works for us in the studio. It works for all you out there. And Jack can't fathom why Elizabeth would burn the damn rum. (laughs) And the provisions, if you want to call that later. But the rum, the rum man. Why did you burn the rum? That just boggles his mind. Yep. That's what he's there for. He was there for the rum, and then she goes and burns it. Ah, oh, but it worked out in the end. That's the rebuttal list of the Disney's official one, and our 18 most important Curse of the Black Pearl quotes that set the stage, established character arcs, and growth, and set the tone for legends, and all that other good stuff that we've talked about. Throughout. Throughout the, the entire season. movie, yeah. That's why I didn't want to rehash every single one of those quotes. Yes. Because then we'd be here forever, and we've already got another long episode coming on here. <laughs> And so I thought, why go through all of it when we can just highlight it? And then everybody can go back and listen to those, dare I say, groovy first episodes where we started a lot of this. Feels like you're in the 70s when you're listening to those. (laughs) Actually, it wouldn't be a bad idea to kind of take on the 60s atmosphere. Light them up and listen. That'll work. (laughs) So yeah, I'm sure we probably missed some and could have probably made the list of top 20 or so. But I don't have anything else. And if any of you out there have any additions, go ahead and let us know. We'll happy to discuss that even in our Cursed Listeners Crew group on Facebook or on our Facebook page, Twitter, 
email. You can give us a call at 8637-PIRATE and let us know how could we possibly have forgotten quote X from our list. And then we'll just keep growing it. We'll make it a number 20. And then when we ever finish this whole franchise, we'll have to have the top 100 definitive list of all the quotes. And we combine that and we try and get it down to like a whittle it down to a top 10. Now that would be some crazy action. That it would. I don't know if you could do that. Challenge accepted. But I have at least, what, five years? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't have to worry about it right now. So if you don't have anything else, I'm calling the episode good to go. We'll be back tomorrow with minute 140 of... The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling, the drapery masters, the green masters, the weapon masters. Let's all keep that stuff to a minimum. What's that, Banjo? Heather's been drinking at the Faithful Bride Tavern? Take me to her, buddy. Blimey. Passed out in the mud with the pigs? Again? This sty is your second home. Heather, wake up. The show's done and you're supposed to tell everyone where they can find us, where the after party is, and how their voicemail may be featured on the show. Banjo, get me a bucket. Hey Scallywags, while Banjo's getting some water to wake up Heather, it's time I say thanks for listening. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out and we greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might play your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook and Twitter. If you're interested in our best-of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are at blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy.